Damn, Javi. Back at it again with that podcast. Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. I'm your co-host Adrian here with the main host of the day, Mr. Javier Sandoval. Orale! Yeah, that's right. So here we are back to close down this topic of uh, faith in action, if you may. Uh, we're talking about politics, like I said in the past, uh, in many of past episodes, this is not, not a political podcast, but... We are at certain crossroads where people of faith are making this politicized. So why not? Let's let's talk about that because we're men. Indeed. We talk to men about man stuff. And this is something that has to do with the direction that our country is going. And so we're going to continue on this topic and maybe even switch out the scripture a little bit. So our scripture today comes from Matthew chapter 12, verse 30. He who is not with me is against me. He who does not gather with me scatters the mm. gospel of the Lord. Delicious. Because it is. Praise yeah. to you, Lord Jesus Christ. And so let's get this podcast on the road. Now, the last episode was very much uh, all over the place uh, because it was an intro. It was basically the intro to the meat and potatoes. And so you've probably been waiting for this if you're the kind of, uh, kind of dude that, uh, that thinks along the same lines as us. Um, and if not, then hopefully you can at least criticize and find something. You know, it's, it's kind of like I've been saying uh, with this coronavirus and whatnot. Uh, if it's wrong, prove it. You know, scientifically, argumentatively, we're philosophy guys, we're theology guys. So this is kind of our, our bread and butter. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the, uh, the whole stance that I've been, that I've been taking, you know, because I haven't been too clear in past episodes. And so that's why I wanted to, uh, to have this little mini-series of two episodes, maybe even... Well, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. But um, the intent is to close it down right here with uh, with this short short podcast to talk about why we can't really vote Democrat as Catholic men, as people of faith, as children of God. Um, we have a duty to vote for what goes with our morals, and like we said in the past episode, this this right here cannot fall under the uh, excuse or premise that church and state need to be separate, because we're talking about morals. And people in the faith who have a certain agenda have been pushing certain, uh, I would say, lack of morals. And we want to counter that today. So I'm going to let you, Javier, take over uh, because you have, uh, you have the notes. You know, you have the notes and I want to kind of bounce off ideas from you. So, uh, so you were talking about um, pre-recording pre, uh, about the DNC, right? How we had a church figure who was very prominent. Why? We don't know because he shouldn't be so prominent, actually speak at the DNC. And we had another religious voice speak at the, uh, what is it, RNC, right? RNC, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so I wanted you to unspool a little bit of, on that uh, so that we can, uh, we can kind of chew on that in this uh, episode while we're finishing our cigars. 
Indeed, indeed. So again, going back, um, we're we're Catholic first. I, I think it's 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 very important to reiterate that. And um, being Catholic first, it's it's our duty to promote uh, our Catholicism and to promote good, right? Good morals, good faith mm-hmm. in our society. It's so important uh, to do that, and it's necessary. Forget important, necessary, because if we just, you know limit our religion or limit our faith to the confines of our church, um, then how are we going to evangelize? How is the world ever going to come to know the goodness of God, the goodness and, and the truth of living a good and uh, moral life in this world? So, again, that's so important to, again, to reiterate that. But yes, uh, Father James Martin um Jesuit uh, was speaking at the DNC, and when he did so, a lot of people praised him for doing that, which was which was really sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know who Father James Martin is, he's a um, acclaimed writer, speaker, um, uh, promoter of uh, of homosexuality as being accepted in the church uh, as a practice, which we know what the Catechism clearly says about that. Um, so he was speaking at the DNC and people praised him for it and they, they, um, you know, they, they supported him for it, which is really sad. Uh, but, and it's also very revealing of his own personal platform because of the fact that everything that the DNC stands for is in essence opposed to the Catholic church's teachings. Yet when you have, uh, sister, um, from the little poor speaking at the RNC, uh, Dede, right? Sister Didi. 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 Uh, her name is Deidre, I believe, or Deidre? Like yeah, yeah. Deidre. Sister Deidre speaking at the, at the RNC. Um, she got a lot of flack for it. She got a lot of pushback from it, which is really, un- which really unfortunate that that would happen uh, because all she did was promote religious freedom and um, and religious our religious God-given rights that we have to worship and to be as we are according to our faith in our society as, as American citizens. Um, and if you don't know anything about the plight of the Little Sisters of the Poor, uh, it basically has to do with a certain mandate. I don't even know the name. It has HHS. HHS mandate. So they're basically trying to not pay in their... In their uh, I guess they're medical benefits, if you may, um, for their religious organization. They're they're trying to exclude the payment of basically abortifacients or or contraceptives as part of their uh, health plan. And there was a certain mandate, the HHS mandate. uh, By Obama. Yeah, by by Obama. Part of Obamacare. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the the long, long document that no one wants to read because it's full of crap. Uh, That's how you know. You know, if it's simple, I'm I'm sorry, but people need to hear this. You know, if, if it's simple and straightforward, then that's a good sign. That means that it's clear on what it's intending to do. But that one was so big that no one wanted to read it. And those who read it and tried to tell us something, they were vilified. You know, and so... What, what that resulted in, as a Catholic school teacher, I noticed that it was a, over a $100 decrease in my already small paycheck to support my family with three kids. You know, and so that's one of the things that I noticed. And they were basically trying to force them to pay more money to provide those kinds of services that celibate women were not going to need. Mm-hmm. And 
people don't like that because they're trying to promote a certain agenda. And so when we're talking about politics and putting our faith and morals in the politics, people are saying, keep it out of it. Well, keep your hands out of my pocket. And that's one of the things that they were trying to do because when you're in a religious order, you're depending on donations. And if those donations go to support something that you are morally opposed to and the church is opposed to, then there's a problem. But one of the biggest problems is that over 90% of practicing Catholics, not just of the run of the male Catholics, but over 90% of practicing Catholics are practicing some form of contraception. That's a different battle altogether. But at least when it comes to the political realm, what all they're saying is just don't make us pay for it. You know, they're not even saying don't make anyone pay for it. It's if you want to choose to support it, support it. Don't force me to support it. You know, and that's the big deal right there. And one side is fighting for rights and the other one is fighting for government control. Indeed. And so we, we, we get into um, the church's uh, teachings uh, and I believe these teachings are gathered from John Paul II, um, the non-negotiables when it comes to our civic duty of, of voting, which is so, so important. And I just want to touch on three uh, non-negotiables, which one is the dignity of the human life, the other one is dignity of marriage, and the other one is religious freedom. So as you're getting ready to vote uh, for our upcoming elections, it's so important as Catholics to first of all know what the church teaches on these issues of, of the dignity of life, uh, which again encompasses but not limited to abortion, uh, contraception, etc., uh, cloning, um, so on and so forth. The dignity of marriage, right? That marriage should be uh, with, you know, between a man and a woman. Because that's right? what matrimony is. You know, matrimony, by definition, comes from the Greek, which literally means the making of a mother. And just, just, you know, like I said, keep it plain and simple. A man cannot make another man into a mother. A woman cannot make another woman into a mother. And that's, the, that's <laughs> by definition. You know, you don't, you don't use a freaking table as a jack for your car. You don't. It violates its nature. And Indeed. so when you're, it's so by definition, like you have to change the definition of table to jack if you want to do that. And that's, that's the whole battle. You know, and I'm not saying like make this a, a, the law of the land, but why not? Because here's the thing. Marriage was made, was made into a civil institution, not just based on religious, on, on religious philosophy, but it was made into an institution to protect the rights of children. And when you're looking at politics and the way things are panning out is we are protecting the selfishness of people who are, who are leading their lives by, by their sexuality, their sexual desires, not even their sexuality, because if we saw and if we actually thought about our sexuality, we'd be acting in a very different way than we're acting right now. Yeah, and you know the studies are, are very clear there, Adrian. Um, uh, I remember pointing these out to my students many times. Um, how how much um, children who are raised in same-sex marriages uh, have been impacted um, psychologically? They're they're more depressed, etc. And it's and it's only uh, you could you can argue well that's because of the the bias in our society and people you know kids making fun of them sure that could be a part of it okay that's fine I'll, I'll i won't rule that out completely but it's it's not that it's it's because the children have a right and deserve to have a mother and a father 
And you may say, well, what about single parent homes? Well, I mean, obviously you can't do anything about a single parent home when a father or a mother uh, get up and leave. Or sometimes it's not even that, you know, a father dies or a mother dies. But the the point that I'm making is that they deserve to have a father and a mother. Mm -hmm. And to subject a child uh, because of adoption or any other means to just having two moms and two dads is doing that child a disservice. And there's actual secular, non-religious, you know, research that has, again, points to this fact, you know. But but again, we're not, we're not necessarily talking about gay marriage here, but that's one of the non-negotiables. The last non-negotiable is religious freedom. Yeah. And as Adrian has uh, eloquently spoken about religious freedom, religious freedom was not meant to be freedom from religion, right? That, that we completely put religion on the back burner and that we, you know, we're free to, you know, eliminate God from our society. No, freedom of religion just simply means that people are able to exercise their God-given free will uh, ability to worship God however they want, wherever they want. Now, obviously, in worshiping God, you know, because you have some, or worshiping whatever you worship, right? Because some people are Satanists and, and they, you know, they worship the devil and, and they believe in sacrificing animals and, and, and human beings. Obviously, there's some restrictions that, you know, in the natural order, you know, you have to put into play because they're hurting other people. You're, you're, mm-hmm. you're killing human beings to, to worship a God. And, uh, you know, obviously that's, we learned that very quickly in pagan societies. We saw that in, for example, in, in uh, Aztec, you know, uh, you know, Mexico or in, you know, in, in Central America or in other parts of the world where, you know, human sacrifice is still done, you know, where there's tribes and stuff like that, native people. Now that that's a whole other story. Yeah, and 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 just a full disclosure, you know, we don't want to say that. Oh, yeah, the Aztecs are still doing that kind of stuff because you know, one, we don't know for sure, and two, it's not the law of the land, you know. So I don't want anyone to be like, oh yeah, but what about this, this or that, or what did he say right now that every Mexican does that? No, like, dude, I grew up in Mexico, so I know, I know for a fact that's not a practice. But what we're trying to say is, we're just trying to eliminate the ridiculous. Right. So uh, I'm pretty sure that if you're listening to this podcast, you're not those kind of people that are saying, what about this? What about that? But one of the things that that Javier, you pointed out right now was like we don't make and you said this, uh, you said this maybe not as uh, not as explicitly as I'm going to say it. But I'm I'm just going to throw that out there is that we're not going to entertain the ridiculous and we're not going to make a rule out of the exception, you know, with parents who, who die or something like that. Like that's that's an exception to the rule. I remember up until like 1992 even, I remember when I was paying attention to the United Nations before I figured out that they're loaded with crap, um, that the United Nations actually believed and promoted the fact that in in the Bill of Rights or in the Rights of Children, uh, they mentioned that every child has a right to a mother and a father. This is the UN, which changes with every whim of society. <laughs> you know, but truth as... Uh, as Fulton Sheen pointed, it's going to be true whether everyone agrees with it or whether everyone disagrees with it. Disagrees with it, sorry. Uh, it's still going to be true no matter what. So just not entertaining the ridiculous stuff, we still have a leg to stand on. I mean, we mainly have a leg to stand on because of that. You know, we're not going to entertain the ridiculous stuff. We're not going to entertain the exceptions to the rule. But what we are going to do, especially as men of faith, is help those who are in need. 
And so whenever there's, and this is something that's true, not just in Christianity, but in African nations too, uh, that are less, less developed than us. What happens is that if someone doesn't have a mother, they give them a mother. If someone doesn't have a father, they give them a father. And we, and people even, as you've seen uh, Ramon speak about in this podcast, we step up to the plate whenever someone is not there for their own child. And you, even if you're a single man, you know that the fullness of manhood is fatherhood. And what you need to do is step up and be a role model, be a father figure to those who don't have one. So we challenge you um, as we, we near the elections to get to know, first and foremost, your Catholic faith. Get to know your Catholic faith, right? Open up your catechism, go online. Uh, one of the websites I, I highly recommend is um, Catholic Answers. Mm-hmm. Right, I think it's Catholic.com. Yep, and it's an excellent source, uh, trusted source of of the Catholic Church's teachings. Um, not only the teachings of the Church, but also explained. They explain the reasoning, the rationale, the biblical evidence, uh, the Church's um, philosophical and also historical uh, reasoning for these teachings. So it's so important to first of all know the church's teachings. The second thing I challenge you to do is to to learn uh, about the different parties, right? Learn what they're promoting in their in their platforms. And and I, we know that right now it's very uh, very uncertain, very unclear what Joe Biden and a lot of things Joe Biden and uh, and uh, Kamala Harris are 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 standing for in their policies. But there's certain things that are they've come out and they're very clear about on abortion uh, and on on religious freedom on, on uh, the dignity of marriage and so on and so forth. So I challenge you to go, do your research, do your homework. It's your civic duty as an American, as a Catholic, to do that, uh, to know. And then also, again, Trump, to go and look into Trump, to go look into the Republicans and, and see what they teach and see which of the two aligns more with our Catholic beliefs, with our Catholic doctrine. And as we say very commonly, which two is the least of the two evils, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very key in what we're doing here because we're not that. Oh, man. You know, it's not about endorsing a certain political party, but it's, it is definitely what you just said right now. It's about choosing the lesser of two evils, and it sucks, you know, to, to even utter those words. But there's definitely one party that goes more with, that aligns more with our beliefs, because we would be, we'd be doing everyone a disservice if we said, oh, you know, Trump is 100% the best person on earth, because we know he's not. None of us are. You know, we're all flawed. And when we're talking about those non-negotiables, if we're talking about the... Uh, about the dignity of marriage, we know for a fact that we have a president that doesn't doesn't really stand by by our Catholic belief on that, and that's one of the reasons why all the conservatives are so silent about that, and that's one of the reasons why he's not speaking on that anymore. He doesn't say, "Oh, I would allow this person into my restroom." That's not what he's saying anymore. Why? Because he knows that that's going to hurt his his fan base, you know. But we do need to be aware of all those things, not ignore them, and and fight for what's right. Deny, deny access to, to governance to those that would hurt the, uh, the moral fabric of our nation and correct in those that are lacking, that are promoting most of what we believe, um, those things that are not going right in the party. You know, so we need to cleanse our faith of the bad leadership. We need to cleanse our nation of the bad leadership. And we have a say in that every time we go out there and vote. 
And we're not asking you to be social justice warriors on the right side of morality and start debating people on, on Instagram, on Facebook, because that doesn't work. As fun as it is. <laughs> and, and, you know, I kind of took myself out of that because I don't do that anymore. Um, but as fun as it is, you're not going to change a heart like that. But what I'm trying to say is, like, wrestle with the stuff. You know, Javier is encouraging and challenging each and every single one of us to actually be educated on these things and wrestle with things. Because I can, I can honestly say, and I think I've said this once or twice in the podcast, is I wrestled with the whole idea of contraception. I wrestled with the whole idea of, of capital punishment. But at the end of the day, I'm intellectually honest enough to say, I don't know everything, so I need to learn more. And I wrestled with the church on these matters. I read up on church documents, philosophy, theology, and what happened at the end of the day, the church wins. Why? Because those 2,000 years of being on the side of what Christ preaches does something. And, and yeah, go uh, ahead. No, and th- th- there's no po- there's no perfect political system. There's no perfect ideal political system. Um, the only ideal I- political system or uh, governance is is the kingdom of God. When we get to heaven, mm-hmm. right? When we have God ruling with full justice and full mercy. Uh, on us in heaven in the kingdom of God so that being said you look at the 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 Democratic Party um, and you look at what they stand for again I'm not trying to paint them as being you know uh, the the, you know workshop of the devil or or, I am uh, but but at the same token (laughs) at the same token let's look let's be real Right. As a Mexican-American, sure, you could go out the, the Republicans say, oh, yeah, what about this issue of immigration, all this stuff. But let's let's look at the hierarchy of these issues. You're talking about life. You're talking about life. You're talking about abortion. You're talking about the most innocent of all human beings that did nothing to no one to promote and to encourage and to fund their murder, mass murder of children, millions of babies being killed every year just in America. And to vote for that, I don't know how you could be Catholic. I really don't understand that. And you justify it for what? Oh, yeah, um, because this party, you know, they're, they're for, you know, immigration and they protect immigrants. And I mean, how, how, how crazy would it be for somebody to say, I'm going to vote for Hitler because he's helping immigrants come into Germany, but he's killing all these Jews. Like, think about how mm-hmm. crazy and how radical mm-hmm. that would be. But people are not willing to say things like that. Nope. People are not willing to look at it that way. Because it doesn't promote a certain narrative. And you know what? It's a funny, the funniest thing that on this side, right. on this coast, you know, um, and I know we have we have listeners outside of the country. You know, I've I've looked at the demographics at the uh, at the yeah the stuff that that kind of points to who's listening where. So I know people are listening in Manila and France and in the UK and whatnot. So if anything, this is shedding a little bit of light on the uh, on the issue that's happening here in America. And on the West Coast, it feels like a lot of people are very much for socialism. You know, and that's not something that happens in Florida, for example, because we have people immigrating from Cuba. So, so that party doesn't really like the Cubans. Why? Because they've seen firsthand what socialism does to the country, what socialism does to the medical profession. To, I mean, when a cab driver is making more money than a doctor, there's a problem in your society. 
<laughs> you know, and so you have you have that situation happening in socialist countries, and people try to say, oh yeah, but what about these other Nordic Nordic countries that that have all these benefits, and what about social security, and what about all this stuff, and we're com- we're confusing a generous welfare state with with uh, with socialism. You know, if if it's not within our system, if it's not because of our system, if it's not because of capitalism in those countries that people use as an example, they wouldn't have that general welfare state. You know, without having the money being produced by these companies, you don't have the taxation necessary to sustain those systems. And so to use that as a model is bad. And that just kind of lets you know that there's other stuff on the agenda, like the defragmentation of the family unit as it is. You don't need a father and a mother in the home. That's basically what they believe. Let's defund the police. What do you think is going to happen? Heck, you don't even have to look that far. What's happening in those places where they're defunding the police? Crime rate is going up. Children are dying in gun violence because the police are not showing up on time or they're not showing up at all because they're being defunded. And so here's the thing that, that they needed to do. And, and, and this is something that other pol- – that other I'm not a political commentator, but when, when political commentators talk about this stuff, they point out that all that party needs to do – is not be crazy. And what have they done? They've gone off the deep end when it comes to all this stuff. The church was fighting communism in the 80s with John Paul II and President Ronald Reagan. You know, and, and that's one of the reasons why they both try, uh, they, they tried assassinating both of them. You know, but man, I feel like I'm going too far with, the, with all this stuff, but, but we can't stay silent about this stuff. You no, know? we can't. I mean, especially because um, now more than ever, especially because we live in an era of COVID and, and, and how the sentiments of our world, um, it really does feel like this election, as a lot of people have said, is probably the, one of the most important elections, if not the most important election in the history of the United States of America. And if, if that is the case, ladies and gentlemen, then we need, to, we need to make sure that we we're on the right side of this. And how do you do that? If you don't take it from us, which I understand if you don't, Go and do your own research. God is giving you an intellect, right? God is giving you a brain, and you have, you're at the disposal of so much information on the internet, and if you ever need anything from us, you can contact us, right? You can contact us directly. We're more than happy to correspond to, to emails or uh, social media, posts, etc. You know, you have the ability to know, to know, to have gain to gain that knowledge it's not like we live in the medieval times or pre-medieval times where only certain people had that ability to read and, and access to 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 certain truths and knowledge and books you have the ability to know it is your god-given right and duty as a catholic as a citizen to make an informed decision to make an informed uh, vote for november in um, such a crucial, crucial time, guys. So we, we urge you to get out there and, and to first inform yourself and then to vote God willingly on the right side of things because interestingly enough, history will judge us, our society for this. But more importantly, God. <laughs> God, yes, God. <laughs> when you die and you face the big guy, and you, we all will face the big guy, and I, I including myself, I, I got a lot of years in purgatory coming to me. Um, we're going to be judged for this, guys. God's going to judge us for this, right? Not only in voting, as petty as that sounds, but in every single thing that we did in our lives and 
promoting or not promoting and not living the gospel, not living living the truth, the church's teachings, right, and leading others to scandal, right? And as Jesus said, as we read in the gospel today, if you're not with me, you're against me. If you're not with my church, you're against my church. And the church is the body of Christ. So as the body of Christ, let's remember to pray for each other. Pray for us as we pray for you. Ferrum ferro aquitur. And we're done with politics. I'm not done with my cigar, though, I'll tell you that. Oh, dang, I finished mine a little while ago. <laughs> oh.